You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 119. Today we're dealing with the important question. Do you need some fresh air? You know, as leaders, very often we can get um, stuck in a rut. We can, um, if we're not careful, we can let our momentum come to a stop. Um, We can find ourselves not moving forward personally um, in our organization um, intellectually, spiritually, so many other ways. And what, basically what we can find is we can find ourselves in a rut. Or to use a nautical term, we could find ourselves in the doldrums. Have you ever heard about the doldrums? The doldrums is an actual location, and it's located near the equator. And you say, man, I've been, been in the doldrums, but I've never visited them. Well, the, the, the doldrums is a specific location where the northern hemisphere and the southern southern hemisphere, where those winds converge on the equator. Now, of course, the equator is very hot, so the air from these winds, from the north and from the south, uh, rise and create this area that's really a dead zone. Um, before there was powered sailing, before ships had engines, this was a terrible place to be because it's it's days and even weeks sometimes before um, ships could could get enough wind to sail out of the doldrums and actually many ships have been lost there because what they find is even though these the 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 northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere those winds heat and rise but that same weather pattern also creates some very severe storms and you know maybe you find yourself sometimes stuck in that same position. You're there and you just need some fresh air in your sails. You need some fresh ideas. You need some fresh momentum. You need maybe some fresh creativity. Um, Recently at our church, we just finished a a series of sermons that was kind of based around a book by a pastor in Alabama who is absolutely one of the most brilliant leadership minds in America today, Chris Hodges. When you look at what he has built um, in his organization. And remember, when we talk about churches, um, if you're not a church person, you know, we talk about churches and, and leaders, and, you know, sometimes we roll our eyes, but think about what pastors have to do. Because if you're the president of a company or you own your own company or your CEO, you know, you're, you're paying people. But in most churches, the paid staff is very small, and what they do, they do with 80% or even more volunteers. So um, a brilliant leadership mind. He wrote this book called Fresh Air. And, you know, he really just kind of gives some ideas, some thoughts on generating momentum, on getting 
fresh air back in your sails so that you can move forward again. And I want to just throw some ideas out at you. Um, if you find <clears throat> that you're, you're maybe you're stuck in a rut, stuck in a routine, um, you know, this is not a place that leaders can stay. Leaders have to be on the cutting edge. Leaders have to be creating momentum. Leaders have to be the ones that are taking the organization forward. But reality is we're just people. And, you know, sometimes we can run out of gas. Sometimes we can, you know, find ourselves in the doldrums where the wind's not blowing. So what can you do if you find yourself in that position? I'm just going to give you five thoughts. And these actually affect different areas of our lives. But I think they will help you in, in, in the leadership aspect of your life because, you know, really everything's connected. You know, we know that. Modern medicine tells us, you know, that we can't separate our intellect from our body and um, our, our spiritual life from, from, from our, you know, mental life. And it just all is interconnected. And so I'm going to give you five thoughts. And I think these things, you know, at least might give you some ideas to help give you a little bit of fresh air in your sales. First of all, number one, change your workout routine. And obviously, if you don't have one, you need to start. And if you've got a workout routine, change it. You know, I find, you know, having worked out and been a kind of a gym rat most of my life, that even working out regularly, having that habit and being consistent you can hit a plateau. After a couple of months, most experts will tell you your body will hit a, a plateau for whatever workout routine that you're doing. It's good to change it. Um, and if you don't have one, uh, seriously, start. Because so many of the issues that leaders face are because they don't take care of themselves. Whether it's depression, whether it's you know the physical ailments because they just don't take the time to invest in themselves physically, so they're eating poorly and not getting enough sleep. And look, invest in yourself. And you know what I find? I find some of the best ideas that I have are in the gym when I'm working out. So give it a try. Change your workout routine. Try some new machines or try some you know new exercises. Buy a few sessions with a personal trainer to get some new ideas. Um, or go online and just find a new a new workout routine. Physical training is one of the greatest ways to fight off depression and to generate some fresh air, to generate some momentum. Number two, excuse me, change what you are listening to. What are you putting into your mind? And I'm not just talking about TV. I'm talking about really the the time that you have in your car, the time... Um, you know, if you, you take public transportation, whatever it is, what are you listening to? What are you taking in? We all know that leaders are readers, but I'm always surprised when I find people in fairly high leadership positions that aren't in investing, aren't ingesting podcasts, books on CDs, courses. And, you know, when you talk to them, you find, well, you know, they've got an hour commute. Um, you know, one way or 30 minutes one way. So they've got an hour or two hours in the car every day. And and I get it. Sometimes we're making phone calls. Sometimes we're doing other things in the car. That's fine. I understand it. But the the commute is a wonderful place to invest in yourself. Podcast, books on CD, um, 
there's just so much stuff and, and so many you know college courses, university courses that you can download and listen to. So invest in yourself. Change what you're listening to. Um, you know, most most people in America drive you know a minimum of 30 minutes one way to, to, to work. So use that time. Invest in yourself. Well, don't go away. We've still got three more thoughts that I'm going to share with you on generating fresh air. But before we do, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, my very first book, Peter and Paul at Acts. The Acts of the Apostles is a history of the formation of the early church. But, you know, history is kind of boring if, if it's not presented right. And, and Luke, who wrote the Acts of the Apostles, was a brilliant writer and a brilliant historian. And what he did was he actually focused on two key men in the history of the early church. He talks about others, but the focus of his book is on two men and how they helped spread Christianity throughout the world. The first half of the book focuses on the Apostle Peter. If you're Catholic, you know, he, he, he was the first pope. But he was a guy who took Christianity and spread it predominantly among um, Jews. Uh, an apostle to, to, to the Jewish folks, and then later on, you know, ministered in Rome and other parts of the Roman Empire. The Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, he was the apostle to the non-Jews, and he was responsible more than anybody else for spreading Christianity throughout the Roman Empire, and we can thank him for that. So, so this book is a look at their apostolic ministries in the Acts of the Apostles. I know you're going to enjoy it. Check it out. It's... Um, it was my Ph.D. dissertation. I've tweaked it, tried to make it a little bit more readable. It's the kind of book that you'll refer back to over and over again. So there'll be a link in the show notes and give it a check. Now, back to giving you some tips on generating some fresh air, on getting some fresh wind in your sails. We mentioned changing your workout routine or starting one if you don't have one. Changing what you're listening to. Number three, do something different at work. Now I realize this isn't always possible, especially if you're um, not the, the, the big boss and you're kind of stuck in a position. You may not always have the opportunity to do something new. But you know, if the opportunity's there, what are some new ways that you can do your job? Maybe you could talk to your boss about some additional responsibilities. You know, I'm always surprised at people who, who you talk to them and their goal in life is to get promoted, to go higher in the company, to, to, to have, you know, greater responsibility, to, you know, make more money, to, you know, have a bigger role. But then they don't want to assume more responsibility now. They just seem to think, oh, I should be getting paid for it. When in reality, if we accept responsibility now, if we ask our boss for more responsibility there's so much of a greater chance that we'll ultimately get promoted when we show that we can handle that responsibility. Also, many companies have money set aside for training. Have you ever said, hey boss, I'd love to learn how to do something new. Could, could the company send me to a seminar? And you know, 
there's something about a, an employee that's proactive and wants to learn. And like I said, so many companies have money set aside. Uh, when I was with the police department, we had a training budget, money that was set aside to send people to schools and seminars. And in reality, so few people took advantage of that. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask your boss, hey boss, I saw this 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 online training that it'll help me do my job. And of course it needs to be job related. I mean, they're not going to send you to do something, um, you know, if it's not going to help, help them ultimately because they're paying for it. But there's something powerful about when you come to the your supervisor and say, hey, look, I found this seminar online. Do you think the company might pay for me to go? Who knows? They might just say yes. Number four, who are you helping? You know, there's, very, there's something powerful released in our lives when we get our eyes off of ourselves and look for ways to serve other people. Serving gives people a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning, and it helps us put our own issues in perspective. You know, it might be something as simple as volunteering to help a coworker with that project that they're working on. It might be something as simple as volunteering to uh, be part of a service team at your local church. It might be uh, volunteering to serve at a soup kitchen or a clothing pantry or or some other opportunity to serve in your community. But there's something powerful about serving others. You know, one of the things about depression and, 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 and mental illness and those types of things, very often people just focus on their own problems and their own issues. And depression is a very inward-looking type of disease. And, and if we can begin to get our eyes off of ourselves and onto other people and help them with whatever issues that they're struggling with, it really helps us put our own problems in perspective. We're not minimizing our problems, but there's something powerful released in us when we help other people. And then number five, do something new spiritually. Now, I'm not talking about changing religion. You know, for my, my Christians, my Christian friends and brothers and sisters, I'm not talking about leaving the faith, but I am talking about doing something new when your faith gets stale. Listen, if we're not careful, our faith can get stale. If we're not careful, even my relationship with God can become a ritual. I can get into a rut. I can lose the momentum that I've had going forward. And what can you do? Well, it might be something as simple as joining a Bible study or a prayer group. It might be something as simple as getting involved at a deeper level in your church. It might be changing the way that you read your Bible. If you're not reading your Bible, you might want to, you know, start that. That's always a good place to start. Um, you know, one of the best apps on the, on the on the planet is the YouVersion app. Um, there's uh, close to 300 million downloads of the YouVersion app. It's a fantastic um, app for your smartphone or your tablet, and it's it's even available online for your computer. To, to read the Bible. It's got multiple versions. It's got many, many excellent reading plans and leadership plans relating to, to leadership, to money, to families, to relationships, to raising your children, to depression. 
so many other things that'll help you. So check out the Uversion app. I'll put a, a link in the show notes for that as well. So, you know, another thing that you might think about doing spiritually is keeping a journal. Um, there's something about writing down what we learn as we're reading the Bible and as we're praying, as we're connecting with God. Also, in mentioning prayer, we're talking about you know doing something new spiritually. How much time do you spend praying for other people? You know, there's something powerful, again, about focusing on other people instead of just ourselves. Look, it's fine to pray for ourselves. We all have needs. You know, we all have those things that we want to ask God for. But how powerful is it when we also pray for our friends, our family, our neighbors, others around the world, maybe even the church that's suffering, you know, there's so many Christians are suffering for their faith. What if we begin to, you know, take one day a week and, you know, pray for those in our prayer time? Maybe you could add some worship music to your devotional time. Spend some time in worship. It's just another thought for doing something new. But let's recap. We're talking about generating some fresh air. When you're stuck in that place, when you just feel like you're not moving forward, what can you do to change that? What can you do to generate some momentum? Number one, we said change your workout routine, and if you don't have one, start. Number two, change what you're listening to. What are you doing during your commute? Or during those times that you have, um, you know, during the day, do you have an opportunity to ingest something positive inside of you? A podcast, a book on CD, a college course. Number three, doing something different at work. Asking your boss for more responsibility. Looking for an opportunity to get some extra training that they might even pay for. Number four, who are you helping? Serving others is such a powerful way to help us generate momentum. And then number five, do excuse me, do something new spiritually. <coughs> excuse me. Terrible cold I've been fighting. Do something new spiritually. Um, start a new reading plan. Read a new version of the Bible, get more involved in your church, join a Bible study, whatever. Do something new. Jumpstart your spiritual life. Well, now it's your turn. What did I miss? What can you do to help generate some momentum in your life? When you found yourself in a dead spot and there's no wind blowing and your sails are just hanging limp, what can you do to get your boat moving again? I'd love to hear what your remedy is. I'd love to hear how you deal with this important topic. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a comment or a question in the comments section for today's post. I'd love to hear from you. Let's stay connected. While you're at davidspell.com, uh, make sure you subscribe to get my free newsletter. I send out three blog posts a week. I never give your email address away. It's just a way for me to stay in touch with you. But by subscribing, my, my uh, blog will come right into your inbox on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so it's, a, it's just a great way for us to stay connected. You won't miss a single issue. And also, subscribers get my subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. And I know you'll really enjoy that. So, friends, thanks for being with me. Until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion. Thank you.